I just pushed that red button. Uh, is anybody else there? Austin, Abe? I think we're What's up, man? Hey, Adam. Uh, uh, so this we is are, something new. Yeah, we've recorded a couple hundred other podcasts. Uh, but Who gave uh, us microphones for this one, though? Uh, I think uh, that was uh, Guitar Center, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy a whole new set two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, Abram got a his stolen. <laughs> uh, so my name is uh, Adam Jabay, and I'm here with Austin Cabot and Abe Schmucker. What's up, buddies? What's going on? Hey, buddy. I'm Austin. I'm Abe from the pr- Sausage <laughs> Cake of Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were going to have fake names. Uh, you're, uh, oh, we already blew uh, it. My name is Jim Smith. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think we should have fake names. I think that's silly. No. Okay, we uh, won't have fake names. So then. probably two thirds of the listeners at first are going to be like uh, our dumb followers from the other show. Uh, Actually, so. it's probably going to be it's probably going to be a hundred percent of the <laughs> listeners for the first <laughs> yeah, show. Probably hundred <laughs> percent. So uh, so we're going to try to segregate our content and then basically stop rambling about RVs on Slip Angle Podcast. <laughs> so. I mean, if you think about it, Adam, this is essentially this is. This is essentially the grid life of our podcast, right? Because we want to keep Slip Angle car stuff, and so oh, yeah. like Slip Angle's like Honda meat. <laughs> and this yeah, is like, this is something bigger. This is Slip essentially Angle the is grid the, life it, of our the podcast. Event we tried to preserve, and then we <laughs> and then we changed and made a whole new event series. <laughs> That's exactly um, what this is. <laughs> so uh, for for anyone who's uh, I don't know finding this in years, if we're still doing this show, but. Uh, um, if anybody is not familiar with our car shenanigans, I, I along with a bunch of my friends, uh, started a car event series um, and called Grid Life. Uh, we had we had done other events uh, called West Michigan Honda Meet for many years, and through all the time at racetracks, we like got sick of sleeping in tents and in like rental houses and in the back of trucks. pickup trucks. Yeah, pickup trucks are not yep. comfy at all. No, um, not especially when it's chilly out, man. It's yeah. actually colder inside the pickup truck than it is outside. It uh, it's it, I, the other the other day I was in my RV. We were camping at a state park uh, with Sarah and Emma, and my wife and daughter. Which and, one? Uh, we were at um, no. Which no, RV? Which, which RV? Oh well, I have not camped in the new RV. We'll talk about RVs in a minute, but but like yeah. In, in <laughs> case you guys haven't realized, this is actually going to be a show about RVs. This will be a show about RVs. We're calling it. C-class and we might seasons. we we might sound a little young for RV ownership. Yeah, we are. We're we're the only thirty-year-old yeah. something. <laughs> I RV think so. In the world. I really think we are. <laughs> I've never met another one, aside from Dan DeVries. Nope. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so we we uh, we were camping, and it was like cold outside, and I was like, man, it's so cold outside. And I like flipped a little switch on the wall, and like it got not cold in the RV. It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> so so much better than the bed of a pickup truck. So much better than a tent. I mean, REI. Charges about as much for a tent as like I paid for my dumb RV, but um, so we so now yeah, the we main all, we all I was going to say the main I bought a junk one, but uh, yeah, I was going to say yeah. that's that's the main reason that Abe and I both have RVs now is because you bought your first RV what like three years ago now it was uh, it was 2017 because it's three and a half years two and a half years it was right Christmas it was time. was mid Ohio. Uh, Mid Ohio yeah. was the first time we had it out, uh, our Mid Ohio uh, racetrack event for Grid Life. But uh, I had been working on it for about three months. Uh, I bought an RV from a friend of, uh, of my dad's, and it had been like fully neglected. But it had the advantages of having like a, a powertrain that I was pretty familiar with. It was a 5.9 Cummins 
uh, with an Allison Trans. It was a diesel pusher, a smaller diesel pusher. Um, it's a 1992 Gulfstream Sun Voyager. Uh, it had a little bit of fiberglass wall damage, but the roof had never leaked. It had some wall damage like below the belt line. There's like uh, on a lot of a class or a class A RVs because I'm actually a class A citizen personally, <laughs> but uh, but you two are class C's and that's a better sounding name. So um, much better. So on on most class A RVs, there's like a eight foot like upper portion and then like below it is like the boxes. And I think that's mainly because plywood sheets come at eight eight foot lengths. So like usually the top eight feet and then there's like a line and then there below that there's the next section. Um, that belt line area uh, had kind of started to like let water in, and so there was a bunch of water damage. And then around the refrigerator door, which is usually a piece of crap door if you buy a '90s RV, uh, there's a door in the backside of most refrigerators so that you can like access the things uh, that had I- induced a bunch of moisture rotting. Uh, so it needed a lot of work on the exterior. I cut a lot of that out. I skinned it with aluminum in that area. I painted it with Rust-Oleum top coat boat paint. It's like UV-resistant boat paint. You can roll it on. Um, And then I took it to Mid-Ohio. We hadn't done. uh, Maybe I'd done a floor. I might have done the floor also. Um, But it was uh, that was our that was kind of all of our first. um, Yeah, there wasn't even a toilet in it, right? No, there actually wasn't. I think I had. (laughs) There was just a hole in the floor. Yeah, I just thrown away the toilet, and I was waiting for the new one from Amazon. I threw it away because it was like it was like a almond color, and I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> and so, like a hundred and forty bucks buys you like a non almond color toilet. <laughs> so, so I bought a new toilet, and I hadn't put it in yet. But uh, and maybe I, it, I, I might it was not cold at Mid Ohio, right? So it, it was we, cold. We used the event. furnace for the first time. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh, dude, it smelled bad for like for that whole first night. And so, kind of into the second. Yeah, so my RV, um, I- at some point in its life, had had a little bit of a family of mice somewhere, and they had found their way into some of the ductwork. Uh, and most of it's been, like, vacuumed out and cleaned out now. And mothballs and uh, and stuff are, like, those are the jam um, to keep them away uh, after that. But, uh, yeah, when you light up the furnace uh, for the first time in, like, five years, man, it got stinky. <laughs> <laughs> it was real stink. I feel like I feel like there were like seven people in the RV at the time when you fired it up, and we all ran out the door at the same time it, because it was smoking. We we're like, I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's gonna burn down, and so we so we went to like this this like shanty town in Ohio and bought Little Caesars pizzas, and then we we're like, should we go back? <laughs> we, we opened. I remember we opened all the windows and we're like just crank it, dude. <laughs> just, and and it turned out that was actually the correct. Uh, the decision, yeah, because we it worked. We, we burned it all out and stopped being so bad. So, so I remember on the the first trip when we were driving out there, you shut it off at a gas station, yeah, and it wouldn't start for a little bit, and you got yeah. really, really worried. Well, yeah, it was like the first highway trip we ever took. <laughs> I had two race but cars behind it, two race yeah. cars. But remember, we we picked your brother and Sarah up at the airport too. Like no, they Al- flew Allison. in. It was the most Sarah's, like budget. Sarah- Sarah's my oh wife. yeah, Allison's sorry, my brother. Allison. Yeah, they, it was timing, the most our timing and scoring team at Good Life. <laughs> it was the most like budget baller picture ever. I have yeah, it somewhere. It was. It was. It was uh, <laughs> I've got it somewhere. My brother's a my brother's kind of a private pilot, and uh, he's building his own airplane right now. But he's in a flying club, so they they all like the flying club owns like a Cessna one seventy two or something, and uh, so he he and Allison flew into Ohio and. 
they run they run our timing and scoring system, which is like you know you put these little things on the cars. They drive across this thing in the racetrack, and it tells everybody how fast they went. Um, so they run that, and it's kind of a big job. But they flew in to get ours on my brother's like you know flying log book or whatever, and we picked them up from the airport, and we had this like cheap rv like this sub ten thousand dollar rv and like two race cars and an airplane we're like this is a cool picture (laughs) (laughs) like we drove right onto the tarmac to pick them up uh so yeah we took that picture Uh, it's somewhere i think it's in my it's in my google photos somewhere but yeah yeah right right around that same trip i think i think right during that trip had i already bought my ambulance that i had I or think, was I, I buying it, it when I got just back? after because you. Yeah. You oh, that's right. I had already bought it. I'd already yeah. bought it because I was negotiating for a new motorcycle. That's right. When we that's were there right. at Mid-Ohio. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. I had been talking about uh, RVs to you for a while. Uh, and you were you were looking at the sportsmobile life and you were looking at uh, all these other things because you want to do you want to do different things than I like I want to cruise to state parks with my family and I want to cruise to racetracks and like Austin wants to drive across the desert. Yeah, uh, I want to be out like <laughs> where nobody's around. Yeah, so you got a so, little bit of a different requirement but Yeah. Um yeah, your first kind of foray into RV stuff was what was the name of it? Like in 2000 or something like it was, that. It was a 97 Ford Econoline decommissioned ambulance. Yeah. So it was, it was seven, still van body. Truck. power stroke it was the van body so it wasn't you know the big box and what was nice about it was here in california because i live in los angeles um you don't have to do emissions on any diesel vehicle that's a 97 model year or older so i didn't have to do emissions on it and i'd already had a a ford f-250 that had the 7.3 in it knew it was a good motor and you know i just kind of became enamored with the ambulance so we'd been looking my wife and i had been looking at sprinters and stuff at the time but Sprinters were just kind of expensive, and then you got to build it out. Sportsmobiles were expensive. So yeah. I got the idea that I'd start looking for a van that I could convert to four-wheel drive and turn into a camper. And luckily for me, my wife and I are short. So her stipulation was I could buy a van of some sort, any sort, as long as we could both stand up in it. <laughs> and literally, the, f- the height's like 5'7 inside that ambulance, and we're yeah. both 5'6". Nice. That was, so, that, that was like a slightly extended roof, too, right? Yeah, so in a lot of the ambulance ones, they cut the roof off and put, like, a real strong uh, fiberglass roof on with a whole, like, metal frame um, for it, too, because ambulances have to pass a little bit more stringent safety requirements than just, like, a, you know, a conversion van. Yeah. So pretty much you could, like, put that thing up on its roof, you could flip it, and it wouldn't lose any structural... Well, it wouldn't... It wouldn't crush in on itself. They did have a fiberglass. I thought that was a steel roof for some reason. Yeah, so there was an in there's an internal like fiberglass piece, and then okay. there was a, a metal frame, and then an external fiberglass roof as okay. well. So like a, a kind of a really heavy duty version of like a conversion van roof. Yeah. Right. So, but it was nice because you could like you could stand up there and not have to worry about anything. It was super super tough. So and then we proceeded to you know take that on a bunch of trips. We drove it to Seattle. It was um, like lifted too, right? With like mudder tires. Yeah, so the guy that I actually bought it from was a uh, a volunteer paramedic for the Best in the Desert off-road racing series. So he'd just sit out in the desert at his post, and, like, if somebody wrecked close to him, he'd drive that thing through the desert and get to them. He was carrying, like, Jaws of Life and stuff in it. It's pretty wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, but eventually he got he was getting so deep in the desert that he needed something that was four-wheel drive, 
And he was literally, he was like, he had just graduated high school. And so he didn't have any money. So he sold the van to me and went out and bought uh, like a pretty much like a rescue truck, you know, pretty much a four wheel drive truck with like a work body on it. Yeah. And that's what that's what he ended up, you know, moving to. How long did you have the so, uh, the ambulance? You had the ambulance for a year? Had it for half? yeah, just over a year. Yep. So or maybe just yeah, I think right at about a year. And, so and, and we uh, put like twelve thousand miles on it during that time. Yeah, that's a lot of miles. You you drove them yeah. a lot. Yeah, and it was it was my daily driver there for a little bit. Small so, enough, yeah, small enough to navigate navigate the streets without uh, being too much of a hindrance. Did you yeah. get any? Uh, man, how many funny looks did you get in Los Angeles driving a, an old ambulance around like it was a normal thing? How, how many? What did I get? Weird looks. Oh, a ton. The craziest <laughs> thing we'd be like, my wife and I would be like chilling in the back of it at the beach, and like people would come up and ask for band aids, or like our dog <laughs> would be out with us, and they'd be like, "Oh, is this the rescue dog?" Like, no, man, sorry. Yeah, it still so, looked it, like an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which was nice because when we were when we were traveling, if we couldn't find a place to park in like a city cuz we're not big on paying for campsites and stuff like that. Um so we'll just like we would camp on it on the street. Uh but I could roll up and just park it in the local hospital parking lot and nobody would ever say anything <laughs> to us. That's pretty that's pretty it's a it's a pretty good like uh trick actually. Yeah. Yeah, it actually it actually came yeah. in really really handy. Yeah, like the cops are like, "Oh, it's just an ambulance. It's no big deal." Yeah. And like they don't so, bother you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like in, in our in the RV world, that's called boondocking. So where you're camping somewhere that's not necessarily a campground. Yeah. I call that Walmarting, actually. So. <laughs> or or hospitaling, right? Yeah, Walmarting or truck stopping. But, yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I think at least for Adam and I, and maybe you, Austin, um twenty seventeen, when I think about the the number of nights that I stayed in my house. The number two place that I stayed nights in 2017 was Adam's RV. Yeah, you probably stayed in there like half a dozen or more nights, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm, it I've probably stayed in my RV pushing a hundred nights now. Um, yeah, because I think, we, I think yeah, we'll camp for two or three nights at a time, and then track events yeah. or sometimes up to five nights. You know, but I think the only place I stayed more nights that year, aside from your RV, was my tent that I had when I was on my motorcycle trip. Yeah, oh, you yeah, did take like a about two that. or three week motorcycle trip that year. Yeah, a five week motorcycle trip. Yeah, it was that long. That's ridiculous. Yeah, five yeah. weeks, eighty five hundred miles, man. Best triumph. thing ever. What was your tr- what kind of triumph was that? Uh, that was a speed triple, or a sorry, triple, a street yeah. triple. I have street a speed triple. triple now. That was a speed triple or a street triple. You, you go through so. bikes like I go through. Um, yeah, uh, I've got I've got a few of them. You go through bikes like Abe goes through microphones, but they don't get stolen. Yeah. more. <laughs> So it was actually on that trip that I actually saw my current RV that I have now for the first time. Yeah, you bought it from so, a friend of ours who's been on, on yeah. our racing podcast. But Yeah. So I actually I recorded a show with him and his wife, a um, great guy named Andy Hollis and his wife Ann. Um, they had had such good luck with this RV that they actually went out and bought another one just like it. Same make, yeah. model, floor plan, just, you know, eight years newer. And so he cut me a steal of a deal on this one, um, like six months after that. But at the time, they had just ordered their new one, hadn't picked it up yet. And uh, he was like, you know, like, we're going to be selling this thing in the spring, uh, you know, if you're interested in it. Because he knew I had the ambulance and that Jess and I were traveling. And we were thinking about maybe gutting the ambulance and building it out or kind of, you know, just doing something 
for the most part, Jessica wanted a shower and a place to use the restroom, which yeah. the ambulance just didn't have at the time. Nope. And after pricing everything out with getting a Sprinter van and, you know, building it out and everything, it was actually less expensive for us with the deal Andy gave us. Uh, so the RV that I bought from him, it's a 2011 Atasca Navion. Um, so Mercedes Sprinter-based, you know, chassis with a three-liter um, turbo diesel. When I bought it from him, it had, like, I think around 168-ish thousand miles, 165,000 miles, somewhere in there. Uh, they use it a lot, which in RV ownership, that's the best thing you can do uh, to make sure everything works and continues to work is to use it and use all the systems. So he took awesome care of it, and I've put about 20,000 miles on it now in the past year. Um, so it's so right, around 185, <laughs> right around 185,000 miles on it now and still runs great. That's crazy. You, yeah, you drive yeah. it more than more than any of us drive any of our things. I think I've, I've put about twenty thousand on mine in like three years, which is like ten times what the average RV owner does. Yeah, uh, and so you're like, yeah, you're, you're leaps and bounds above that. Well, so I mean, there is a little bit of caveat. Remember how I said that the ambulance was my daily driver? Yeah. Technically, now the RV is my daily driver. It's parked on the street in front of my house. I don't. I don't have a car. I have six motorcycles and I have an RV. <laughs> <laughs> you have six and of that's them it. Now? <laughs> yeah, they keep multiplying. I added two more to the stable like last week. Can you? Can you? you you've got. You've got uh, the ability to put a motorcycle on the back of the RV, right? Yeah. So I actually. So I was What's using your a big. For that? Yeah. I was using a really big hitch hauler to, that was like a tray. You know, it had a ramp. You push the yeah. bike up there and you strap it down. Right. Um, but since I parked the thing in the street and that that whole thing was like, I don't know, probably about 120 pounds and I was using it once or twice a week, I started just leaving it on the back of the RV and I put a locking hitch pin in it. And then maybe three weeks ago, I went out in the morning to load up a bike. Guess what wasn't there anymore? Oh, no. no. The hitch hauler got stolen. Somebody literally used a Sawzall to cut the hitch lock off and took the hitch hauler. And the worst thing was... It wasn't even my hitch hauler. I was borrowing it from a friend. Oh. So now I owe that friend $200, and I went out and bought this other thing called the Ultimate MX Hauler. So I started realizing all my heavy like street bikes and stuff, I don't really take with me anywhere. I ride them everywhere. Right. But my dirt bike-based stuff, I end up hauling with me out to the desert or out, you know, I'm doing a bunch of supermoto track stuff. Um, so now this is literally just like a little, small little pedestal. It might be like a foot by like... 10 inches you know right. like 12 by 10 and it has a like a lift mechanism on it with a bottle jack so you lower the thing down you put your motorcycle on it and then it has these pins that you drop through the foot pegs and you tighten down to the platform oh cool and then you use the bottle jack and you jack that thing up it goes up like two feet so i have that now and the thing weighs like 60 pounds so it's real easy for me to take on and off every time i use it that's awesome Gee, that's pretty smart yeah you yeah, it works you real well. You got that thing stolen. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that that new one actually—it's what I wanted originally, but they're like right. four hundred and fifty dollars new, and they never show up used. Yeah. And literally the day after that hitch hauler got stolen, this yeah. one popped up for like two hundred bucks. I want to consider that it. the guy who sold it to you uh, may have stolen your hitch hauler. <laughs> yeah, not. I mean, probably not. I had to drive pretty far away. So, yeah, but what's nice about it too is it 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 works as a work stand too. So it lifts yeah. the bike, you know, off the ground, so I can swap wheels, tires, like everything that I need. 
um, right there on the back of the RV. So, so any you... RV owners or even like truck owners or anybody yeah. with a two inch receiver hitch right. that is looking for an easy way to haul, you know, uh, any dirt bike or dual sport under 375 pounds, that Ultimate MX hauler is freaking awesome. I what highly, your, highly recommend what it. What do your bikes weigh, like the uh, your, your dual sports and your... So my dual sport with a full tank of gas weighs about 310 pounds. Okay. And then so my race bike full of fuel weighs about 248. That's light. Yeah. So, yeah, it's way lighter, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, it's super simple. Yeah. I want to see a picture of that. So it sounds cool. It sounds yeah, it's cool. it's pretty rad. I'll I'll send you one here after we get done. But but for on the RV front, I'm actually August 19th. I'm leaving because I'm going to meet you guys at Road Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so I'm driving from LA to Atlanta in the RV. Cool. Uh, and then that kind of down in, uh, yeah. in Georgia. Yep. yep. So that starts the beginning of like a month long trip in the RV. That sounds awesome. I'm I'm super so jealous of that trip like my trip for that event is like a six-day trip or five-day trip and man i i don't know once you start rolling more than like a couple days and like then you just kind of forget about home you don't really want to go back uh I, I do miss my girls but uh but after a little while you know cell phones and facetime you know you get that <laughs> it was Sometimes like it was like that just want to go <laughs> So do you remember that first that first trip we took to Mid Ohio when we were coming home? I totally remember. It was like it was like two or three in the morning and the road was completely empty and you looked over at me and you were like, What would happen if we just kept going? Yeah, it was like like, it was like perfect conditions. We had like good music. Yeah, we were listening to the right stuff. Uh it was uh yeah, I've had that once once in a while you get in that in that zone where you're like this is the best i just want to keep doing this and uh, yeah I, fr- I frequently get in that zone with my rv uh i'm i'm really so abe bought abe bought my uncle's rv recently uncle yeah, howie abe, i yeah, bought abe's uncle howie's infected. rv yeah he's been infected that was what four four or five days ago abe <laughs> uh yeah and now we started a podcast <laughs> <laughs> when producer abe buys an rv you're like hey we got some new things in common guys so yeah so we gotta what, talk about some things what what did you get? So I got a 2001 uh, Ford Van Front. It's a 450 Super Duty chassis. Uh, Fleetwood Tioga. I think so. And uh, it's 29 feet, and it's been stored inside its entire life. It's a big old girl, so and it's real maintained. quick. You do yeah. you do know you're obligated to get a custom horn that instead of going auga goes tioga <laughs> tioga. Yeah, that, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> probably get that. Um, they probably sell that. But uh, we've we've been using my dad's travel trailer for a couple of the recent Grid Life events, and the convenience of just being able to stay at the track is huge. It's the best, and also the ability to uh, air fry pizza rolls for lunch uh while you're running an event is amazing it yeah. like will literally change your life and yep. so uh and i have was a place to store your dogs and like yep. hang out with your wife at night and sleep and like not have to drive 20 minutes to a hotel and yeah blah 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 and i and i kind of took um the the same line of thought as as you austin i was really really shopping hard for a sprinter I would love would have loved the opportunity to buy a sportsmobile or something like that um, because mm-hmm. I thought you know Class Bs were cool, um, but they're insanely expensive, and um, 
it, I don't know, it just like didn't quite work. And it was no. it was a phone call with our uh, resident Canadian buddy, uh, also RV enthusiast, who may be or may not be on the C-Class Citizen show in the future to talk about RVs. Uh, James Houghton told me that I wanted a I wanted a Class C with a Ford van front because it was stupid simple mechanically and I could live with it every day. And potentially I could buy one that was fully yeah. depreciated so I wouldn't lose any money. Yeah, anybody yep. anybody anywhere can fix a V ten like heavy duty Ford product. <laughs> God, it's those things it's the best freaking value that there is. They, you and, know, if yeah, anybody's going cheap. to the racetrack or towing anything, it's way cheaper than a truck is. Than dirty a decent truck. cheap. Dirty cheap. Yep. Yeah. So I paid uh like I, I don't know I, I I don't know if I overpaid or not Adam I think I probably got a pretty good deal it was no, fifteen thousand dollars for for an RV that you know the history on and, and yeah. it's not been stored outdoors like yeah I mean low, that's the that's the main too. thing the main yeah, thing is that it's been stored indoors so like all of the exterior cosmetics and everything are great yep. it's so like low, Adam's it's Adam's also. new yeah Adam's new RV my RV his old RV they all get beat up yeah. aesthetically from sitting outside so uh, I bought it. Um, and it was about two hours, or not two hours, it was maybe 50 miles outside of the, the city of Chicago, and we live in Indianapolis. So it was maybe a two-hour drive to get home, and as soon as I was driving home, James Houghton called me and uh, started to talk to me about all the awesome things about owning an RV. Um, <laughs> and he, he told me every single mod to do to the suspension to make it like a canyon carving ready RV. What, what were those? It was like <laughs> what do you do? Uh, Bilstein like shocks sway bar. and like sway bar stuff. And he like he talked about a few things and he was like, if you do this, it might be it might be two thousand dollars worth of suspension work, but yeah. it will change your life. How, how did it yeah, I'm actually. How did it drive right away, like out of the box? How did it drive? Uh, I mean, it it felt like a van in the front that was towing a house. Like right. it, it made a bunch of house noises, and oh, yeah. uh, it was I don't know buzzes and whirs and now, howling and all kinds of stuff. But did you did you drive it back by yourself or I was did. Ashley okay? Because so, the the coolest thing when you're actually traveling with your spouse is when you have to use the restroom, you can just put the thing on cruise control. <laughs> and have them like hop over, and he can just get up and go pee. I've done that done multiple that. times. I don't know. Done that control. multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm a 1991 actually... RV enthusiast. I don't have cruise control, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I get back home from work on Friday, the first thing we're going to do is pick up the RV. Uh, we're going to fill it with crap and kind of change out a couple of mechanical things. And then we're going to drive it up with the dogs to the racetrack for an event this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see it again. I haven't seen that thing in like six months. I looked at it around Christmas time. We had Christmas out of my uncle's house. And I was like, damn, this is a freaking nice RV. <laughs> so, I, and, and, I, and I tried to convince my wife that we needed to buy another RV. And I only succeeded on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't succeed with yours but now i currently own two rvs but two class yeah what's A's. what's the new one what's so, the new one so i went from a 92 gulf stream sun voyager which is a spring sprung spartan chassis with a 5.9 cummins allison trans to a 91 uh it's made by f uh it's a champion actually but it's it's made by i think it's made in canada but like a lot of it is, but it's also so now like, we can say now we can say that your new RV is a champ. 
I'm not actually sure if it's actually made in Canada, but uh, so this is it's a low volume production RV. Uh, it's a Euro Premier is the brand Euro Premier, all one word. Um, but it's based on like a heavy duty Spartan chassis, which is more like a coach bus based. So it's like a trailing arm suspension with like an airbag as the spring and everything. Um, the thing rides so unbelievable it's got 22 and a half inch wheels so it's full semi-truck stuff like everything is it's air brakes i mean it is a monster um and so <laughs> so w- when i drive like these long distances like in april i drove to mid ohio which is like a six hour drive in an rv both ways from where i am and then the next weekend or two weekends later i drove to daytona international speedway which is like with four dudes and 20 like hours <laughs> no yeah it was like 24 hour drive like with stopping yeah. like we're sleeping in, in multiple places because we you know we're leaving as soon as we can it's like 1 a.m when we left and we slept in indy and then i think we slept somewhere in florida too but um so we're at daytona and then i drive back and then two weeks later i drive to summit point west virginia which is like a 15 hour drive uh, all for events or for like you know things relating to grid life, and um, so I put like five or six thousand miles on it in like one month, and those big long drives with with this chassis, this chassis has got like a pretty tight steering rack, and it's like a it's a really good tow pick. Like if you're going two to five hours, it's not a big deal, but if you're going for like thirty hours straight, it'll wear you out. Um, oh yeah, for sure. So I really wanted to get something that was like a little bit bigger, a little bit wider wheelbase, a little bit heavier duty tires. Like I wanted a bigger engine. I wanted to just be able to like mount, like motor up the hills and the big, you know, like once in a while going up the mountains, no big deal. Uh, and the Cummins can do whatever. It'll go up whatever mountain you want. By the top, you're going 15 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour. It's fine, you, you know, but it's so this this new one's got 8.3 Cummins and it's got a dang, bigger, it's got a bigger Allison Trans. Uh, it's got about the same mileage. Um, same vintage, but it's been it's a non intercooled kind of like turbo diesel. It is a non intercooled. It's I think I, I haven't actually lifted. I, I haven't even lifted the bed on it. All I've done is change the batteries and then like look over so far. But um, the 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 engine is under the bed in the back, so I got to figure out how to open that. But I've just been kind of looking over the big items on it so far. I've only had it for like so three days. But are you going to take both RVs to the track this weekend? I think you uh, no, should. I'm only taking one because the other one's not registered. It is insured now, but uh, ah. I'm, I'm taking the old girl for a last hurrah. But Oh, uh, man. Dude, I so was really interested <laughs> in seeing the new one. So many of our drivers want to buy it, <laughs> the old one. <laughs> so, um, so it's nice, one, man. You you put a lot of work into that. Yeah, we, we've painted everything. We've painted all the cabinets. We've done the flooring. We've done a lot of the wallpaper and stuff. Like It's a pretty cute little thing inside. Like My wife made cushion covers that slip over so you can pull them off and wash them for the for the jackknife bed and for the uh, the dinette and stuff um the the new one actually has just a straight up couch in it that that we're going to pull out just buy an ikea like a like a ikea futon um the the old one is like a built-in couch and the water is underneath of it it's like the like the freshwater tank so it's not something i wanted to remove it's all kind of built into itself but um the new one has uh, no dinette set up. It's just got chairs, and it's got a table. Um, so the chairs got thrown in the dumpster yesterday. The The new c- the old couch is getting thrown in the dumpster tomorrow. And, like, I'm just going to start with, like, 
new stuff instead of like recovering things. But uh, it's got so a really nice kitchen layout. It's a big kitchen layout. It's got a bigger bed. It's four feet longer. It's like six inches wider. Uh, it it dry dude going down the highway is the best thing. Like going on the highway with the old one, Austin has been in the RV while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, you get in the wind and it's like, oh, geez, you get around semi trucks and you got to like focus. All and of a sudden you're in like halfway into the next lane. Yeah. And, oh, that's not that bad. But like it feels like it, you know, a little <laughs> bit of movement in like when you're towing like two cars behind you and your rig is like 65 feet long, you've got this big pivot point in the middle. And like the whole thing wants to just kind of move around and stuff. Um, and we got pretty good at driving it. Like after like an hour, like you're totally used to it and it's kind of second nature, but it does kind of beat you up. Um, I've driven this thing on the new one on the highway for approximately 10 minutes. And, uh, my dad drove it from Minnesota. He found it on a fishing trip in Minnesota. It had lived most of its life in Florida. And then these people bought it in, uh, in Florida in 2010, drove it back up in 2011 or something. Um, and so the exterior is just beat. Like the paint is like falling off, uh, which is the thing that I did on the last RV. I painted it. And so I'm going to do the same kind of process on the new one, seal everything up and sand it all down and paint it. But, uh, um, so it looked really bad on the outside, but it had, it didn't have any roof leaks. This one actually has a metal roof. It's like a full metal roof on the thing, which is kind of oh, cool. nice. Uh, instead yeah. of a rubberized roof. Uh, which is a thing I did in the old RV. I, I rolled a new silicone rubberized coating on top of the, the roof and sealed everything up. And uh, that's a definitely a thing you need to look for in RVs is like no roof leaks and you need to prevent them also. But uh, um, yeah, that, that's that one that's one thing I like about mine. It's got a yeah, full got fiberglass roof. Yeah, full one piece fiberglass. That's like a gem. Yeah. But yeah, dude, getting on the highway with this new one, like you've been in my RV for probably 50 hours, Austin. Like, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like always driving, right? Like I'm always steering. <laughs> yeah, always. Like that so wheel's never, never perfectly centered for yeah, more you're than like always two just seconds at a time. You're correcting things. I'm towing a trailer and stuff, which change. It, it is actually easier without a trailer. But um, so I get on the highway and I'm like, damn, this thing is fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you get on and like you accelerate and you're going the same rate as the as the Camry in front of you, right? which is not a thing in most RVs. And I'm like, wow, this is fast. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so stable. Like, and I'm like, I don't need to have both hands on the wheel. And so I just, like, put one finger on the wheel. And then I pass a semi-truck, which most of the <laughs> time. Nothing no, no, most of the time the semi-trucks pass me. And then, but you're also in the arrow wake uh, before and after the semi-truck passes you. Um uh, or you pass the semi truck, uh, so they they put off this big column of air, and so it, like at one point it like sucks the RV to the left, and then it'll like push it to the right, and so you're just kind of driving all over. The, you're like driving in the wind, right? Um, I had one finger on the wheel, and this trailing arm suspension, like whatever it is, like there's there's just the right amount of caster or something in these wheels, it didn't move, just planted. Dude, it's just and it's so planted. Like I got one nice. finger on the wheel. I'm just kind of like pulling back on the wheel, and I'm my dad is in the passenger seat, and I'm like, dude, you wouldn't believe how different this is than the other one. He's like, really? I thought this thing moved around a lot in the wind. I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> this is unreal. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, it's so stable. I mean, you're still driving a billboard. Uh, so he drove it all the way home from Minnesota, and there's like a crosswind pushing on him the whole time. 
Uh, and he's like, eh, it's not bad. You know, you can stay in the lane without even thinking about it. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Did you tell him to open the windows? No, you didn't have to. They're all closed. We got the freaking three-cylinder diesel generator running. The AC is going. Uh, and and it's still barely moved around. So I think nice. I found the one. That's the I setup, man. Yeah, I think I found the one that I'm going to take all around the country. I mean, if we got we we have events in California, in uh, Colorado next year. We're looking at a California event. We've got Atlanta yep. this this uh, fall. Uh, I mean, these long hauls they do beat you up. Um, my uncle, like a year ago, my uncle that uh, that Abe brought the RV from, he said one time I drove my friend's RV that was like a coach bus. And it was the easiest thing in the world I've ever driven, and I've always wanted one. Uh, and he <laughs> he said, "You got to buy something big." <laughs> uh, and so I finally bought something big. So I got like, I got an almost forty foot RV now, but it does need everything. It needs it's got good mechanicals. The water system seems good and stuff, but it's freaking ugly inside. I'm gonna gut that thing. And, Actually, uh, this the picture you sent me didn't look that bad. I mean, it well, was like dark finished hardwood in the in the kitchen and everything yeah, the cabinets fine. are all right the countertop is like kind of a nice color a lot of the a lot of the pieces are fine and the layout is pretty good i like the layout it's got a much bigger bathroom than the other one um the other one had a pretty tiny bathroom um but i'm we're probably going to paint the cabinets like a darker charcoal color uh, maybe the upper cabinets will be white um it did have this and i've read about this problem before but it had this ceiling which is kind of like a carpet ceiling um, oh yeah mine has that yeah, it's got a carpeted ceiling, but this thing had sat, and I've read about this since I've been searching about about this particular RV. Whatever glue they used uh, is, whenever there's like condensation in the RV, like if you let it sit and everything's closed up and the temperature changes inside, outside, etc., you can get condensation up in the top of it. Um, and this glue, uh, it starts to look like it has mold on it, like in the area where there's a lot of glue in the carpet. Uh, of the ceiling and it's and it just kind of looks nasty it's like a bluish black it's not actually a mold but it's like a condensation it attracts all the dirt and then it will just keep attracting the dirt as you use it now you can scrub it out you can clean it but so i'm going to redo the i'm going to redo the entire ceiling i'm pulling this whole carpeting thing down i'm going to probably do like a plank style ceiling uh, and kind of the benefit of this one versus my other one it doesn't have a curved ceiling it's got a flat ceiling mm-hmm. um so I'm going to I'm going to I got I got some pretty good plans for that. That'll be probably probably project number one. I'll do like a painted plank ceiling and then project number two will be paint the cabinets. And then uh, it's got a DIY kind of ceramic tile floor over top of the original floor, which will probably come out. And then I'm I'm a big fan of what I did in the other RV, which is kind of glue down a glue down waterproof laminate kind of uh, like uh, a vinyl plank and uh yeah, that held up really well. I'm I'm gonna do that again, so that'll be fun. But a lot of a lot of plans, a lot of a lot of painting, a lot of little things. But it'll be a fun project. I love how it drives. I put new batteries in it yesterday, and uh, and then I filled it up with fuel. And my dad got nine point nine miles per gallon, which is pretty. Stellar. That's not bad at all, man. Dude, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's pretty stellar. I was pretty pleased with that. So, and that was in a headwind too. So it's probably got a ten mile per gallon poten- potential. Um. Which is like that's like pickup truck status. Like that's not that bad. <laughs> uh, it's uh, no, that's freaking yeah. awesome. Man. Now, how many people can yours sleep? Uh, pff, about the same as the other one, uh, unless people are sleeping on the floor. Um, uh, it, it actually probably will ab- will be able to sleep less unless I build like a 
because uh, the the other one they had the dining room nook like the the dinette that like dropped down and turned into a bed the cone that's bunk. called the cone zone yeah where where our buddy Mike Cone slept uh, that was a bed and then the 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 couch folded out into a jackknife bed and then there was the queen bed in the back um, so you could sleep effectively you could sleep six if you had to but or people could sleep on the floor too but there's much more floor space but there's there's only going to be the couch and then there's going to be the queen bed in the back so. No, no slides, right? Uh, no slides because I'm a, a broke mf'er. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it's uh, it's also simple, which is kind of nice. Slides slides do complicate things, but Austin knows how nice slides are. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Not you, slides, dude. My you, my you RV like it feels like it doubles in size. <laughs> yeah, literally doubles in size. Uh, it, Abe, does does yours have any slides, Abe? No slides. It's very no. simple okay. on the inside. Th- there are okay. there are some advantages to no slides, and that is like a lack of like the extra eight hundred pounds or whatever, so you get a little bit more towing capacity. But um, yeah, you don't get that growing. You don't get to push a button and make it grow, which is yeah. I mean, nice. the biggest the biggest thing with a slide though, like the RV needs to be like somewhat level for it. Uh, it's always yeah. like a potential for something to break. Right. Um, luckily, mine has like some hydraulic slides where like the thing's actually cantilevered, yeah. so like its its own weight keeps itself closed essentially. But a lot of the new ones they have these like uh, kind of like screw drive mechanisms right. um, that drive it out, and like they just have a bunch of issues. So yeah, it seems like it's uh, if you if you read RV forums, uh, which if you're thinking about buying an RV, you should read everything you can about it. Um, but uh, if you read RV forums, you find a lot of threads about my slides aren't going in, they're not going out, and it's always a bunch of dumb things. And it seems yep. to like chalk up to like people not knowing how to maintain things. But uh, yeah, or using the slide when it's not leveled. The other thing that I've noticed too, like some some RV owners are just very anal about stuff to the extent to where it's actually detrimental to the use of the RV. I guess oh yeah. if yeah. that makes sense. So, but you gotta you gotta remember too. A lot of RV owners are are a little bit older. Um, they're not younger like us. Uh, a lot of them don't have a lot of mechanical experience. Can't work or on any, things. Literally, any yeah. Mechanical experience. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just just different crowd than you know than us. We're a very unique group of RV owners for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, Trend, I, I was trendsetters. I think <laughs> trendsetters of buying old RVs. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty intimidated buying the RV at first because it was like it was cheap, you know, uh, you know, it was like just under 10 grand. It was like the same cost as like a low mileage pickup truck, but it like you could live in it um, and it could tow things. And so it did all the things that I wanted, but uh, it, it, it had all these other things. And it turned out like I work on houses as one of my day jobs. And like it, it's just kind of like a basic ass house. Like it's simple. Um, so like. If you have a, some modicum of mechanical ability or like, like renovative ability, like you can fix RVs. They're not that crazy. Uh, people spend so much money paying people to fix RVs, and like, oh most, yeah, most of those things involve like l- sub one hundred dollars in parts, <laughs> and like, and it's pretty basic mechanical ability to install things so where do you where do you buy rv parts because my um you buy the, them the step you in my the the step in mine is powered right. and it doesn't work and it's stuck in the open position but it's only okay. one step and i'm thinking it makes a lot more sense to just discom- uh, disconnect all the electric from that completely 
and putting on right. a step that you just pull out with your hand. So Are you sure there's not a switch for it somewhere? Uh, it, no, it's it's stuck. Yeah. Okay. Um, so most uh, of those things, most of most of those power steps do use like it's it's basically like a window regulator motor uh-huh. uh, with plastic gears, dude. Yeah, there's plastic a, gears in those things. That's the problem. Is it's it's basic stuff, and then it's down exposed to the elements and stuff. Uh, most of them, like eighty percent of them, use like a nineteen ninety something Ford Taurus window regulator. Uh, and so I bought for my for my for my current one, not my new one, but I bought a window regulator motor for a Ford Taurus, and I just put it. I I literally it was like eighteen bucks versus like buying the motor for the step was like $280. So I bought an $18 window regulator off of Amazon. And I was like, wow, that's the same regulator. <laughs> and it took me like 40 minutes, and I put it in. Nice. Um, so uh, I would say disconnect the power wires and like make sure that there's power to it. Um, and then, and if there's power to it when the switch is on, yeah, the, the, you know, depress the – is there a switch like on the door or whatever? Uh, inside the door, there I think there is a switch for the step. Yeah, usually there's like a push button switch or whatever. You know, depress that, take it off, and you know, throw a multimeter on it, and you'll you'll know if you've got power to the. Uh, the usually, it's just the engine. The, the little little motor is stuck, and the motor dies. Uh, yeah. On my on my new one, it's got a different kind of step, but which uses what looks like the same regulator, but I think I'm going to. It's it's busted too. It doesn't work. Somebody had removed a part off of it. Uh, it seems like the, the steps die pretty frequently. They'd remove like the like the kind of the cam arm off the motor, so that it, they could just pull it out by hand. But it just kind of flops around. Um, I'm gonna drill two holes for like uh, for like a, not a cotter pin, but like a a push pin with like a spring lock. And I'm gonna drill like the closed hole and the o- the open hole. And I'm just gonna nice. bend down and I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the pin in and then we'll the kind of lock it in place. Yeah, to lock it in place up or down, because it's kind of like a pull straight out instead of like a swing down like my other one has. Yeah, that's um, that's basically so what mine would be. So that's that's kind of what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep it simple versus playing with the switch and and all that. But I I did fix the power mechanism on my other RV. It uh, and it works well. It's pretty easy to work on. Um, the uh, the s- the systems are like almost like that's li- literally the most complicated thing I fixed on the RV was the step, and it's super simple. You lube everything up, you move it a few times, you put a new eighteen dollar motor in it or forty dollar motor or whatever it was, but it was a Ford Taurus window regulator. Uh, hmm. was, I'll have yeah, to look into it. Most most RV like fixes are actually very inexpensive. Yeah, most yeah. of them. Some of if, them are god awful expensive. But if most of them are very yeah. simple. Most of the time, there's somebody out there that figure out how to do it for eight dollars versus eight hundred dollars. Like that's kind of like the norm in RVs. So, uh, yeah, people are intimidated by like if you look online, you're like, oh man, he went to Camping World and he paid three thousand bucks to have this thing fixed and like this done and the maintenance and all that. And it's like, you know, eighty dollars in brake pads and like a tire rotation and then they like. Regasketed something, and and it's all like twelve dollar items. And if you spend a Saturday afternoon doing it, it's. it's I think doable. what I need to do is go to Harbor Freight and get uh, some like big ass jack stands and uh, a big jack just to make it like so that if I needed to lift the whole thing off the ground, I could. With like with mine, yeah. With I bought a bottle jack. I bought like a thirty dollar Harbor Freight like twelve ton or thirty ton bottle jack instead of buying like a regular hydraulic jack. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, and so you can lift anything with that. It's just a straight up bottle jack. So instead of yeah. having like a and, and then I can just throw it in a compartment, but I'll have the ability to like jack it up, take a tire off if I have to. Um, but with with uh, with you guys, you've got like these normal size tires. Now I'm like into like semi truck size tires, and I don't want to take them off. I'm just oh yeah, they're twenty two and a halfs on that thing, right? Dude, yeah, they're like three hundred pound wheels and tires. <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, yeah. So two hundred pounds. But they'll also they'll also last for like a hundred and twenty thousand miles. The the problem with them is they're two thousand and ten. They dry rot first, so they're like right. Yeah. Well, they they look perfect, which is good, but like. They're they're probably within about a two or three year range of wanting to change them. People say run those things like ten or fifteen years, so I'll probably those things are like four or five hundred bucks a piece though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's this one yeah. size, this one size of tire that like Michelin sells like six hundred dollar tires, and everybody else sells four hundred dollar tires. Uh, it's a two, what is it? A two? It's uh, I forget. Uh, like a two eighty five. 80R or whatever. but uh, Can you get a retread on those, or do you have to buy new? No, you just got to buy new ones. When they, they age out before they wear out. Like It's it. not like a semi-truck where you wear it out like in a year and a half. But um, So it's really more about age. You don't want to blow a steer tire you know, in the middle of nowhere and have it tear up the half, half of your RV or you roll it with all your buddies while they're eating pizza rolls. You know? Are you drinking beer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I'll probably do steer well, tires I just and then do rears later. But. I just made it official, guys. I bought cclasscitizens.com. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it's we a got, thing. We got two podcasts now, Austin. Yep. Uh, two, yeah, two podcasts, like three or four websites. Yeah, too many websites. We're, we're like 50 minutes into this one. We should probably call it quits so we can go to work. But anybody that's listening, <laughs> All we, right. we, we do appreciate Solid it. Solid first so. effort. Solid yeah, first effort. So if you're listening still, check out our other podcast, Slip Angle uh, by Moto IQ. Uh, you can find it anywhere podcasts are found or on MotoIQ.com. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Cool, buddies. Yeah, this is this is going to be fun, man. Super stoked. Yeah, I, I don't know how often we'll do this. Probably not as often as Slip Angle, which is a once a week. But uh, yeah, I think well, I we'll really we're going to have a lot to talk about because yeah, dude, uh, I like RVs more than cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Yeah, they're more fun, and like your fam, my f- my wife and daughter do not care about race cars at all. But they're like, "You want to go camping? I love the RV." And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I would like to do that." So I'm I'm I mean, actually it's, looking it's so forward much more to practical. not having to to pay a dog sitter or like take the dogs to the kennel. They're yeah. just going to come to the track with us, and they're yeah. going to live in the RV, and it's going to be gonna amazing. Be it's going to be the best. So. Uh, I can't wait to see it, man. Well, uh, maybe this weekend at uh, at Audubon Country Club for Good Life, we will record more RV talk. But I think uh, we also need to have uh, James Houghton on the show to talk about his uh, Ford Class C. He, dude, he drives that thing well, like we need- 80 miles an hour with a 24-foot trailer all over the country. Yeah. Full throttle. Well, what we're going to start doing now, the too. Yeah. What we can start doing now, too, we can do like MTV crib style when we're at the track. And get go. tours. We'll do video tours of people's RV setups. I can't wait to do a before and after on my on my. I want to see Levi's <laughs> RV so bad. Levi's RV is just plywood and sleeping bags, and it's the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> Levi's we, is the best, man. We have a we have a buddy that drives like a '78 GMC or Chrysler or something RV, and like they just ripped all the junk out, and just and basically put up Christmas lights and like silly gag stuff and like plywood. It's the coolest. <laughs> and and the tube man lives on top. 
Yeah, and, and there's a flying or there's a uh, wild waving inflatable tube man, and and it lives on the roof. So, yeah, I think I think we really got something here, guys. I think we'll have a good time. There's plenty to talk about in RVs, like uh, even if it's just yeah. project stuff. Like, what did you do to your RV like this week? There's always something. Like, if you actually care about your RV and you like pulled it out of the backyard, you did a thing to it, and. Yep. So like the, the two things that I want to handle this week are figuring out why my generator won't stay running yep. and uh, figure out what I need to fix my step. And if that means just taking everything off and replacing it with something that's mechanical, that's fine. Yeah. Um, then those, those are the two projects I want to handle in the next week. Yeah, you might want to slide underneath that thing and see if you can at least get it in. Because it, now it's it stuck. Well, I mean, you might be able to disconnect. Like, if you take a, a sir clip off, you might be able to just push it in place, push it back. You know, maybe, yeah. Um, and then you might want to get it in so that you don't like catch the curb of some place. You know, yeah, um, it, it's like uh, it sticks out maybe six inches. Yeah, it, it can be just enough. So you might want to take know. ten minutes and like see if you can get it back in. Uh, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. We'll go from there. Yeah, I, I was looking at. We'll mine. all be in RVs this weekend, man. Yeah, where are you going? You're going to Laguna Seca out in California, right? Yeah, I'll be at Laguna Seca, yeah. So it's like a six-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah. So yeah. I'll let you guys know how many times I have Jess take over the wheel so I can use the, the bathroom. Yeah, you uh, you do have the, the benefit of cruise control. I'm jealous of that. But <laughs> yeah. Although my, my new one so does appear to have cruise control. <laughs> nice. I don't, I don't know if it works, but. Um, so something yeah. that kind of uh, sucks about where I live is uh, if I'm coming back from Gingerman or from Autobahn, there's a really good chance I can access a dump station um, at a truck stop on the way back to my house. Yeah. Um, if I'm coming from like, I don't know, Gingerman where I don't take Highway 65, uh, I like have to drive 15 miles out of my way to have a dump station because well, I don't a lot live of out in the country. Do you a lot of racetracks do have dump stations. But well, the, hey, the hey, one at know, Midwest. Do you was, know where your uh, sewer? Do you know where your sewer access is for your house? Uh, no. Like the big PVC pipe that usually comes up out of the ground. It's where oh, they can yeah. run like a snake through and stuff. Yeah. If that's close by the driveway, you can drive to it. You can just dump it in there. No, yeah. no, no, that doesn't work. You know, you know if what yeah, I you did do the other it. day. I, I uh, last story before we shut this thing off. <laughs> I pulled up to a, a Jewel, uh, which is a grocery store in Chicago and Indiana. And I was like, wow, this is a big parking lot. And then uh, 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 Richard, our friend from England, he and I were going to Midwest Festival. And I was like, I got a full tank of camping things in the, uh, in the, in the, <laughs> in the Blackwater tank. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, man, that's a sewer right over there. I know that's not a storm sewer. That's a real sewer because I can tell. And I might, I might have, I might have pulled the plug. <laughs> can't, <laughs> can't be doing that. <laughs> just like, just like in uh, Christmas Vacation, I might have, I might have shittered, it shitters full it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it. It was out in the middle of, you're in the middle of nowhere, and it's like, I know that's a real sewer, like, because I could smell it. It was, it was basically a septic field sewer, and I was like, I'm going to be a naughty boy right now while I go buy LaCroix into Jewel. <laughs> and, uh. Might have might have draped the hose out. I might have pulled the might have pulled the two the two plunges. It's but it's only the first episode, and you've already thrown us under the bus. Uh, 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 well, the 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 hose does. Well, drape it's funny because he does. So. 
Well, it's funny because, yeah, his RV is a bus now. Yeah, it drapes it's, under the it's bus. It's almost like that's the joke, Austin. Thanks. Yeah, when, when you get thrown under the bus, that's the uh, that's where the hose goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I love RVs, though. I'm, uh, I'm glad we're doing an RV podcast. This would be fun. Yeah, same here, man. I'm Finally. Gonna waste, yeah, we're going to waste all of our lives talking about them and not fixing them because they're always broken. They are, they are always broken just a little bit, and it's usually $5 in one hour, but uh, they're yep. broken. So. so Ashley is making some – she's reupholstering the dinette, and she's making some throw pillows for the couch. And we were at Joanne Fabric yesterday. And the, best, uh, the best amount of fabrics is at Joanne Fabrics. Yeah, right. And we got uh, we got watermelons for the throw pillows. We got watermelon fabric, and we got uh, little camper trailers for for fabric. So we're it's pretty excited about that. That's <laughs> gonna be amazing. Nice, nice. Yeah. I should employ I should employ Ashley to uh, to redo my headliner instead of having to do plank ceiling. Oh man, she'd probably have a panic attack. She's already yeah. worried about all the projects that we're in the middle of right now. Oh, it'll be fine. Life is life. Life is just a series of projects, and then like eventually you can't do them anymore because you're too old or you died. So <laughs> all, you, all you gotta do is just do as many as you can, and you're fine. It's no big deal. That that sounds like RV ownership in general. Yeah, you just gotta do as many projects as you can. Pretty much, and then you die. And then always, it. always something to do. Yep. So right, I'm gonna hit stop here, and thanks for listening, everybody. We'll uh, we'll probably talk to all you right. soon. See you, buddies. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend.